Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder. Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again. This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable. Hello, and welcome to episode number 13 with Neil and Amy, and we have Eric here as usual. Holla. Hey. Hey. So, this is a fun thing to do. I just want you both to know, sitting here in the unfinished attic space of Amy's childhood home. Yeah, we never actually said that. It was like one podcast we're in an 800 square foot house with a bunch of kids running around and not little kids like yeah big kids like 160 pound kids yeah and that's not even the biggest of them yeah and then all of a sudden it was amy's downstairs and we're upstairs they're like what is with these people (laughs) yeah so in the meantime well three days before amy's procedure that happened back at the end of september we moved in and um, are excited to have moved into Amy's childhood home. And there's a whole bit of story that will go with this totally on separate episodes. But um, yeah, this is pretty cool. We're in the attic space right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at... My parents decided to move to Idaho Mm -hmm. and we're going to sell the childhood home. And the last second... When the offer was on the table, I don't know what happened, but you and us and the kids and everybody was like, nope. As my grandpa Larry would have said when he hit the brakes on his two-wheel drive Toyota going down Walker Pass Hill, he would say, screech. Yeah. Put a stop to that. Mm -hmm. We felt like God dropped it in our heart to, to buy the house from the family and we're in the process of making that happen right now. Um, super exciting, though. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So we're in the attic space. We've got unfinished walls all around us, and Eric likes it because he. Eric is a plywood connoisseur. We mm-hmm. learned this the last. <laughs> yeah, we had no clue. Day. But we're sitting on a plywood floor right now, and somehow or another, it came up like, "What about plywood?" And Eric's like, "Well, I would like to do a podcast specifically <laughs> on, on plywood." plywood. <laughs> What's Eric so knows cool about a lot plywood, about- Eric? Um, well, there's a lot to it, I guess. The best plywood is Baltic birch, void free. Void free. Eric knows a lot about acoustics, so he can appreciate. Yes, good wood. Many different things that create good acoustics. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So yeah, here we are. We'll, we'll. I mean, unless you want to keep diving into this subject, but we will. Oh no, I'm excited about this one. This one is going to be a fun one. Yeah. This podcast. So today, what we're doing is we're we uh, wrapped up the safe people selector overview in the last two podcasts. The one prior to that was on grief and loss and how we need safe relationships because we're always leaving and we're always entering something. You know, when you're 14 and you're turning 15, you're leaving the age of 14 and you're turning the age of 15. And there are different landmarks in life that come uh, to each of us. And 
uh, learning how to transition from one stage to another through grief and loss and all those things, it's a critical component. And so in that episode with Dr. Craig Johnson, we talked a lot about safe relationships and the need for that and how they can be therapeutic and they can help you reach the destinations that you want to achieve in your life. You know, having good coaching around you is critical. Even the professional athletes, the best athletes in the world have coaches that observe them and help them fine tune and get better at what it is that they're doing. And why this is so important to us is because our mission in life is to help people find their call, make life count. Life is meant to be enjoyed. It's not meant to live miserable. However, the misery that sometimes shows up in life is something that can cause us pain, that will cause us to shift or tweak or make decisions to change, really, to get better at what it is that we're doing. So uh, I feel like one of the best things in, in my life has been my commitment to personal development, my commitment to getting better um, with each day, each week, month, year, trying to, uh, to, to develop my character, my you know, physical body, emotions, spirit, all of those things to move um, into a healthier place, to be, as the army says, to be all that I can be. Right? <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, nothing. Nothing that should be said on a podcast. Oh, got it. Okay. Continue. Continue. So, because of that, um, this podcast is all about helping you do the same. That's what we want to do. We want to share whatever we have to help you get better, find your path in life, and all of the above. So, today we're talking about how to take those safe relationships covenant relationships, people that are close with you, and to create crews. Crews. Yeah, you could call it what you want. You could call it a team, a group, uh, your friends, whatever. But these, we're, we're going to try to spell out for you today what a crew is and how to select those crew members so that you can be all that you were meant to be. Mm-hmm. And you need relationships in order to do that. People who are going to push you, um, people who are going to love you, people who are going to help you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the topic for today. It's how to assimilate a crew. Right. And I think it's interesting. I was growing up building a lot of stuff. Like my dad and mom, when even building this house, we were a part of the contracting crew or the, yeah, the I don't know, whatever you want to call it. We're the construction crew. So we learned at a very young age how you mixed what was called mud, which was a concrete substance that the mason guy would apply in between the, the blocks, the um, concrete blocks to build the foundation of the home. Yep. I mean, we were little and we knew the ratio, the recipe, how to do it. We delivered it to the guy. He had no complaints. Um, in life... Every little element is so important. We couldn't make the right mud for the masonry guy out of whatever we wanted to. Like we couldn't be like, oh, yeah, no, we're not going to use that concrete powder there uh, anymore. We decided we're just going to use mud. It's free. frosting. I like. Frosting. I mean, we're just going to use dirt. It's free. We're going to make mud out of dirt. No, you moron. This is not going to withhold any kind of weight. Like. So when we're assembling crews, we need to think about it in that kind of a fashion. Like, you, this isn't happenstance. You don't just, like, pick your crew because, oh, that's easy. That person lives down the street. Or, oh, 
this person's not really going to challenge me too much or whatever it is. We have to actually like think about the ingredients in your crew are going to make or break the progress you see in your life. Yes. And I want to make perfectly clear what our stance is about each of us. We strongly believe that every single person needs a crew. They need, you need, and I need. We need people in our lives to challenge us, and we need people in our lives to cheer us on. Those are kind of the two components, challenge and cheer, right? It's a mixture of those two things, and that's what a good crew provides for you. Um, So uh, even today, just so you know, I was on a call with a uh, coach, basically, who was challenging me if if I want to level up, like we've arrived at a certain place in our lives, you know, we're we're, uh, exiting our 30s and entering into a new land. And that new land has new challenges. It has new business challenges. It has new personal challenges. And so I am feeling like I need more challenge and more cheer from people who are, uh, let's say, further down the road than me. And so we're doing what it is that we can to position people around our lives to put the right ingredients in our exactly. lives to cause us to grow. Right. And that's why you we really want to challenge you, the listener, to really think about when you're assembling your crew, what ingredients those crew members are bringing to the table. Yeah. Yep. That's critical. Because, I mean, a week, my sister and I, we could have made that mud for Mark Mason all day long out of dirt and crushed acorns. But this house would not be standing if we did so. Like, it, the wall would have just fallen down. Yes. Very, very key. The ingredients are key. They bond together. They they build something worth standing. Or Absolutely. That is worth a lifetime of standing. If yes. You will. They're very important. In fact, let me take you back just even five podcasts back. We did one about quiet time. We did one about like sitting with what we would say is the spirit. And then the very next week we did one on the checkpoint process. And we use language that says like one degree will actually each day, if you're just focusing on moving just one degree in the right direction, you're going to stay on course by doing so. So there's two components. There's sitting with the spirit checkpoint process. And the third component is, is the crew. And by having those three components in place, what you have is the right ingredients to lay a solid foundation, to build a really badass house. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, um, it, it's really the dream that you're, that's yeah. placed in your heart. Those ingredients will help you arrive there. So the Wayfinder book, it goes heavily into those three topics. It, um, it's really focused around that. And, and, this series of podcasts is focused around helping you establish some of those ingredients. So don't just listen to this and think, you know, um, that those are that's nice. Those are nice things. It's it's only nice if you choose to apply. Mm-hmm. You've got to choose to act. You've got to choose to make a move. If not, you're you're going to know how to do whatever it is that's in your heart to do, but you're just you're just not going to do it because you're not actually applying this. And it doesn't matter what age. We got a, a super cool text last night. There was a young man who's just a freshman in high school, and uh, and his mom texted and said, this is so awesome. My son just listened to your podcast all day long today as he was doing his homework and doing his school from home. 
And I thought that was so awesome because, you know, at that age, I don't know how focused I was on that. I probably was a lot more focused on other things. And for me, I feel like it's so great. It doesn't matter if you're 13, 14, 15 years old, you can apply these things and they can change your life. The same as you can if you're 70 years old. These components have the ability to work no matter what age and stage. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. So, Aim, you're over there typing, and it always makes me wonder, like, what's going on in this world? Of her? Is, is Are you typing podcast-related really stuff, or are you like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to know. I don't know if you want to know either. I don't know, do I? I'm, like, having a hot flash right now because of this Because you keep looking ridiculous at me, and it's like, whoa, I'm having surgery a hot flash. I had to have. And so I just text Quinny, could you please go get my hormone serum so I can apply it to my arms? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm freezing cold and sweating at the same time. <laughs> And it sucks. And I'm, I'm 38. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Yeah, you should be. Uh, why would you be having a hot flash? I don't even get it. Um, I'm kidding. I do get it. But why yeah, are you Have you heard flash? of menopause? <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about <laughs> menopause right now. Seriously. kind of like that. Well. My body's trying to figure things out. This is a result of the procedure that you had just this last the month. hysterectomy, yeah. Yes. It's totally. okay. I'm just being transparent here. Yeah, way to go. Much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when it comes to picking your crew, assimilating your crew, mm-hmm. let's just start there. Like number one's like you we just took you through the safe people selector. You don't want to put people on your crew who don't have a pretty strong criteria or meet something close to what um, we described in the safe people selector. Absolutely. So if you have questions about what that is or have not listened to that, go back, listen to those two episodes because that's going to help you. When we say safe people, we're focusing very specifically on certain characteristics. Um, we also sometimes use a term called covenant relationships and s- covenant relationships absolutely are safe people, right? Mm-hmm. Covenant relationships, though, you only have like a max, a handful of those that come into your life and and they remain. They're the ones that maybe, um, you know, stay from the time maybe of adolescence or in your early 20s. You could find them later in life as well, but they remain. They're the ones that you know, you know, it, 10 years can go by and you might not have had a ton of conversation with them. And then you all of a sudden, pick right back up boom, and, you're just back. And it's different than just like an old friendship pal that's like hey you're in town let's go get drinks it's more a covenant relationship you can do that but it's more of like how are you like they're concerned about the well-being of yourself of of that not just them and your relationship together but how well are you doing as an individual and that's rare it is rare most of the time a covenant relationship doesn't even have to ask the question, how are you? They can look at you and, and they, they can know. go, man, mm-hmm. I, Hey, here, let's, let's talk, let's mm-hmm. work, let's whatever. So step one is you, you want to assimilate crews from people who have the criteria of safe people or covenant relationships. Let me pause that and disclaim something. There are ways to have crews that are surface level and shallow and they're very effective. Mm-hmm. I've done crews with with uh, even like a company who, you know, they offer a certain tool or a training and you can get on a Zoom and you can talk to people virtually and you spend an hour a month with them and and that can be highly effective as well. 
However, we do like to promote the idea of love with skin on it. Love is truthful. Love is kind. Love is real. You know, love isn't afraid to say hard things if it's going to help you. Um, you know, all of those components are there. And so the ideal thing is moving into relationships that are, that are real, um, hopefully in person, but they don't have to be this day and age. They can be virtual relationships as long as they're real relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the virtual crews that I've been a part of, a lot of those are a little bit more tactical. It's like, hey, I'm trying to get better in X, my health or whatever. And we talk through what that is. And and then every month you might get on that call with them and they're like, hey, how'd you do with that? And they, and you either did great or you didn't do great. And they either cheer you on or they tell you you suck either way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those crews are fine. They're great, but they're a little bit more surface. Our goal is to get you into relationships that are a little bit more uh, below the surface. They're, they're a little bit deeper. And so that is the goal. But I did want to disclaim and say it is possible to have more of these surface-based virtual type crews. In fact, at some point, we'll offer something like that. But mm-hmm. right now, we're trying to get you into real life love with skin on it kind of relationships. Right. Right. Am I going to keep carrying here? Oh, no. I just thought you were going to say something else because your mouth started to move. Uh, no. Yeah. I had a question, Neil. Yeah. I was wondering for the person that needs to find people that meets their criteria and are also interested in participating in a crew with them, it seems like for some people that might be challenging to find, you know, two's not a crew, right? We need at least three. So to find yeah, and find people that are interested in that. What do you have any suggestions? Yeah, so let me say like Eric just said something that that um, I used to say all the time, I, I used to say two is too few to be a crew. And I am recanting that. I want to publicly announce this. I'm recanting that. I do think that it's absolutely possible to have a two-man crew. Um, ideally, though, three is is good. I think when you get past four, you have too many possibilities there. So having these relationships in more of like a two to three man crew max four is really ideal. And say the question one more well, time. So if somebody's looking for a crew, you know, they, it can't just be anybody. It needs to be the mm-hmm. people that meet the criteria. Yeah. And so, and then also those people will have to want to be in a crew with you. Yes. Right. So, I think that if you, st- we want to do guidelines, not hard lines. So, if I were to answer that, I would say start small, but start now. So if it's just me and you here, Eric, and we don't have anyone, we don't know anyone that we trust with anything. We don't, we've not like tested them to see if they're trustworthy, but we know that we're trustworthy to each other. We start here. And then I think that as we go down the journey together, we'll figure out that, oh, Brenda over here would be a really good fit for our crew. What do you think? And you'd be like, "Mm, yeah, I think that, I think you're right. I think we should ask Brenda to be in our crew. So I would encourage anybody who's maybe only has one safe relationship, just start there. Yeah. Start start small, but start now. Yeah, and if you don't really know if that relationship's very safe or not, like I do know quite a few people who don't have lots and lots of relationships. Amy and I's personality is we're a little bit more extroverted and we've been in the same community for a long time, so we're well-connected in our community. But let's say we move to a completely brand new place, mm-hmm. you know, relocated, transplanted into a town that there's only one person that speaks English and that's all we know how to speak. Like that commonality with that one person might be enough 
to start kind of testing the relationship and and only allow. So again, I mean, there may be pushback on this, um, but I do feel like relational connection is so critical that let's say I won't use such an extreme example. I relocated um, to a new town, don't know anybody. I got a new job. I start working at that job. There's 30 people that work there. And, you know, I'm, I'm, there's this one person. Do you have internet, though? That's the question. Do you have internet? Because if you have internet, you, these, these people don't have to be absolutely. in live in person. So I guarantee you from wherever you moved from or from whatever hometown you came from yes. or wherever your grandparents, you know, raised you, there's got to be someone in your life that you could track tell, with on a could, deeper yes. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that you would just start there and then time would tell. Yes. But let's say you did not have internet and you had nothing. You could go into that new job. Um, you could find somebody that seems to be, uh, have some common interest with, and you could begin to establish that relationship and you could keep it shallow and you could dive deeper over the weeks or months or days, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. So, um, did that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Cool. Start with one and go from there. Heck yeah. Totally. So let's talk a little bit about who not to bring into your crew. The, the don't list. Hmm. The do nots. So they're probably not just the party friend. They're probably not the person who every single time you're with them want you to do jello shots. (laughs) Or or they're like putting more alcohol in your drink than than they're drinking so that you look like a moron before they look like a moron. Can I tell you that story? Do you remember this story? I remember it. I lived it. I had a a no longer buddy because he's a punk. I have a no longer buddy who was like, hey, man, let's have a beer before we go play basketball. Like, okay, that sounds fine. Like, I could totally do that. So I drink. I don't know that I'd ever really drank before playing basketball, but I didn't really care because it was not like some high-level competition, just a men's league. So I have a beer and then head over and play. And after the game, he's like, hey, I just want you to know, like I gave you that beer and I poured all of mine out because I just wanted to beat you. Like you're a punk. <laughs> that's, that's all you are. And he started showing his true colors right then and there. It's like, okay, that's funny, man. Like really funny. I thought we were like all in this together, but no, yeah. like, you know, I've got beer breath while I'm bouncing the ball down the court. And here you are thinking that you're freaking Allen Iverson. And if you, if you, are in your 30s, you might remember that. Jeez. Yeah, so you don't want, and you also don't want, like, shoot the breeze people who are like, hey, how are you? And before you can ever answer, like, how you're doing, they're like, oh, so guess what? Um, me and me and uh, my husband or my boyfriend, we just got this house. And, we and, booked and, a and we're going on a cruise. And you're like, oh. Oh, and you know what happened with okay. my child the other day? Like, yeah. she did the funniest thing. Like, come on. Like, we're, like, like wait, wait a sec. You just asked me how I was and you interrupted me. Oh, so. I thought we were just going to shoot the breeze. Well, that's fine. But shoot the breeze. But got to be serious. Yeah. You also don't want to make your crew up with what I call fair weather friends. And they're the friends that like you can dump all kinds of time and resource and love into. But it, <laughs> it's based off of their mood of whether or not they're going to reciprocate that. Yeah. And you're, you get a hard time. Like something happens mm-hmm. in your life and you're like, Hey, 
and they, they just disappear. They don't want to hear your doomsday story, but mm-hmm. they want to bring they want to. And bring they don't want to celebrate you when you actually start doing good. It's like, oh, I don't like the way you're making me feel because you're actually succeeding in something that you've yeah. spent a lot of hours on. Oh, okay. That's called the fair weather friend. You don't want those people in your crew. Yes, absolutely. You also don't want foul weather friends in your crew, which are the friends that only show up when they're having foul weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. those are definite no's. Um, you, you also, since we're on the don't list, you don't want friends who don't want to be a better version of themselves or even think that they need to be a better version of themselves. Yes. I mean, in life, we should all be aspiring to be a better version of ourselves every day, every month, every year, um, every season that life presents. We should be trying to figure out how we can handle it better and grow. And if you have the friend that has it all figured out, knows everything and is never wanting to like actually would exceed the word. Yeah. Would that be the right word? Like exceed yeah, I their, think so. their standard that they're living in then. Yeah. So we're, we're in the personal be... development business and we hope that you are too. You're trying to personally get better. That's the purpose behind all of this. So we sometimes call that PD personal development, but if their PD is personal destruction, like stay away, like get, get, get away. If they are trying to destruct their life and you, those are the people and I'm not like, we're not against jello shots. We're not, we own a bar just so you know that. Um, we're, we're, we also have recovery programs <laughs> just so you know that. And the bar actually at certain times can be job security for the recovery programs. <laughs> yes. Go ahead and put that on social media, whoever wants to. Um, it's all good. Like, we're here to help people in any way, shape, or form. And if it's to give them a drink, sweet. If it's to help them get off the sauce, we can do that too. Right. Either way, totally fine. But the point is, if somebody is moving in a direction where they are on a downward spiral and they are not taking steps to start climbing the ladder again, not wanting to do the work, it's probably... Because the principle, this is a biblical principle, it says bad company corrupts good character. So if you're bringing people in your world that are not wanting to move forward, um, you're hurting yourself. You really are. I'm just going to make the disclaimer just so we can be very clear and on the same page with the listeners. Everything we just mentioned, we're not saying you shouldn't have those people in your life. You absolutely should have those people in your life. We are specifically talking about crew. Yes. We're specifically talking about the time set aside in your week, in your month, in your year that is personal development, trying to become that better version of yourself, trying to be able to uh, navigate life in a healthier and more simplistic yet like precise way. And what the active ingredients that we believe over the past 20 years of making a lot of wrong decisions in picking the wrong people in our crew, we're sharing with you what we believe makes up the right crew because we would really like you not to have to live through a lot of the pain and a lot of the discomfort that has brought in asking the wrong people into your crew. Yes. So to restate and make sure the definition of a crew is that you just um, helped us remember, understand like what's the purpose of a crew? Again, if it's a party crew, cool. Like then do the jello shots and do whatever it is that you're doing. But this crew we're talking about, it's personal development, you reaching destinations, fulfilling dreams, finding your call, making your life count. So 
that definition is a crew is they're people who cheer you on and challenge you in your personal development. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. That's who they are. So, so, uh, so number one was pick from the safe people or those covenant relationships. Mm -hmm. That was number one. Number two is pick people who will make time for personal development and helping you with yours, which we were kind of just on that subject a little bit. You you need to be tracking on the same, in the same place there. If you and I are in a crew as an example, I have to know that you're committed to your personal development and vice versa. Yes. As well as that you have time to help me in my personal development and I have time to help you in your personal development. That ju- that's an expectation that should be set right out said right out the gate. Yes. Absolutely. We use the term tracking a lot. Like sometimes I'll talk to a crowd of people or even a child and say the phrase, are you tracking with me? Mm-hmm. And the idea is like, are we, are you following me? Like, are we following along? Are we on the same page? And, and that's the concept here when we say, Hey, let's track together or we're tracking together. That means you may be on a path that's running like next to me and you may be working on X, Y, and Z, and I may be working on A, B, and C, right? But we're tracking together in the sense that we're trying to keep up with one another and cheer one another on or challenge one another to overcome and achieve whatever it is. Yep. So that's number two. Number three, Amy. Oh, this one's a good one because I've lived through this one. You've lived through many things. Yes, I have. You're a wise young woman. You want to pick people that your personal ups and downs or your wins or even your losses stay with that person, that that person is not a megaphone to disclose your personal track with the world. And I think we've, this is something that we've talked a lot about in a lot of our podcasts, but I couldn't, I wouldn't, and I won't ever stop talking about the importance of this because if someone doesn't respect you enough to keep your secrets or keep something. It's not like a secret, like it's bad. It's just something that you don't want to broadcast. You have that right. Yep. And if they don't respect you enough to not broadcast that, they should not be in that crew. Yes. It's like those old uh, Vegas commercials. Mm-hmm. Remember those yeah, commercials, Yeah, what happens Eric? in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Like you could do like what... We, we say a lot of times what happens in crew stays in crew. Mm-hmm. Um, those principles are pretty clear from like 12 step groups and all kinds of things like that. It's like these, this is important to keep it safe, to keep yep. it sacred. Well, how would you know? Because the, the idea is you don't want to gossip in your crew, like somebody mm-hmm. who's sharing other people's business. We did touch on this in the last podcast, but again, the way you can probably identify it is if somebody has no problem sharing with you other people's business, like they show up, hey, you know what happened with so-and-so today? And, and it's just gossip, 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 right? About other people. You probably should be aware that they might be doing the same thing with your business, mm-hmm. with whatever it is. So it might be an indicator right out the gate if they're just constantly wanting to talk about other people's stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they were doing the same thing with yours no matter how safe they say they are. Mm -hmm. And smirk again, we're not talking about 
I don't think I should have to say this, but I'm just going to say it anyways. We're not talking about random life events that happen in the the people that are in your life and oh, did you hear so-and-so bought a house? Oh, did you hear? No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like the the juicy stuff that you're like, when they tell you, you're like, ugh, like your gut is like, why are you telling me this? Like you should be like blowing this flame out. You should not be pouring gasoline on this flame. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Somebody who's willing to throw water on something, not, you know, feed it with fuel. Right, right. Fuel in the fire. And the last thing that Neil and I believe is extremely important is that you pick someone or people that you enjoy sharing your life with and they enjoy sharing theirs with. So somebody that is in your crew, you should be able to enjoy having over to your house, having dinner. You should be able to enjoy even like taking little mini vacations together or um, somebody that your kids enjoy being around. Mm -hmm. Like those are all things that, make for an actual true love with skin on it type of relationship. Yes. If the person that's in your crew is like nails on a chalkboard to your spouse or your kids. And every time they come over, it's like your family has to leave the house because they, because they, they come in. That should be a sign. Yes. Here's your sign. <laughs> The other thing that could be a sign is if the crew is over and you automatically set a timer for the next time you have to do a crew with that person, Right. probably another sign that you don't want to be in a crew with that person. Right. If it's like, oh, great, crew time because Can I have push to this hang off out a couple with Jimmy weeks? again. Yeah. Yeah, that's not probably like you've got to get energy from, from the, the crew. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got to like, I'm going to blow Eric up for a minute. I get energy when I'm around Eric because Eric, he's he's somebody who he is a technical thinker and he he's like he's gonna put his nose to the grind and he's gonna figure out how to move the ball on whatever it is. And so to me, I'm like, ah, he's a focused dude. And that to me is energizing, right? But if I'm around a slacker, like all I wanna do is smack a slacker. Mm-hmm. That's seriously because to me, like I cannot get in to me that takes energy from me. It makes me frustrated. So um, it's very important that you get energy because again, you should be leaving this time charged. You should be leaving this time with like more energy and passion and force towards whatever that destination is that you're running towards. You shouldn't be leaving this time going, oh my gosh, I just want to go to bed and I want to turn TV on and I just want to check out and shut up, don't talk to me. Yes. Like that shouldn't be what happens after you have your crew time. Yeah, for sure. And and having similar values can be valuable mm-hmm. when you're selecting a crew because, you know, for me, um, huge value. I get energy from spending time with God. I get energy from times of meditation, times of Bible reading. I don't want to, I used to hear the word meditation and be like, oh, that's weird. Um, But really all that is, is like reflection times or times where you're like observing what's happening in your life and what you're trying to achieve. I get energy from that. And I need to talk about those times. Um, Those are important things for me in my crew space. So if I have somebody in my crew who 
when I talk about God, if I talk about what's going on in my life, it's like nails on a chalkboard to them, or they're going to play the devil's advocate. And they're going to like, every time you say something, they're going to like undermine it or whatever. If your values are so far off that you actually can't really be yourself or talk about the things that give you energy, then it's probably not uh, that great of a fit either. Right. So again, critical that um, there are so many things in this life that zap your energy and steal your joy and make you unhappy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be anything from like cleaning your room and doing the dishes and the mundane chores of life. It's like, eh, I just don't want to do it. Like you've got to have energy in this life and you've got to plug into the power source that's going to cause you to soar. It's going to cause you to win. It's going to pull you through the day and at the end of the day, not leave you so depleted that you just just want to curl up in a ball and not wake up tomorrow. And and so that's what these crews are meant to do. They're meant to they're meant to form um, those types of of abilities in you. So so going back over it because I think we should leave with the listeners understanding you know very quickly the steps of assembling a crew. One, remember, you don't just go outside with a picket sign and say, I want to join my crew. It needs to come from that category of people in your life that's either safe or like a covenant relationship. Two, you need to find people who actually make time for their personal development as well as your personal development. That needs to be communicated, understood. The expectation is out there on the table, and then you're able to meet that. Three, you need people in your crew that are going to value and respect whatever it is that you're sharing to the extent of it's in the closed vault, stays there, no gossip, no BS out there. And then lastly, you need to enjoy the person. The person needs to enjoy hanging out with you because it's meant to to be fun. We say oftentimes life's too short to live miserable. In the journey of personal development, a lot of people don't make it because it becomes miserable. It becomes a chore. It becomes something that is like, uh, I don't have time for this. This is not rewarding at all. And the fun factor is huge in your crew. Yes. If you do not have a high fun factor in your crew, then it's going to fizzle out. Yes. That's good. Very good. Any other thoughts, Eric? Questions? Anything like that? Oh, I was just thinking maybe Amy if you could uh expand on the fun factor in a crew Mm -hmm. so um I could I can expand in ways that it's not been fun for me in a crew if that helps uh I've been in a crew before where all the people wanted to sit around a table and they had their notebook out and um they wanted to do a lot of these like weird sounds like Mm. Oh. Mm. And it like it made the whole environment just like get me out of here. You know? Like it's like you're sucking the energy out of the room with those noises. Stop. You don't want that. That's not fun. Um you should be able to like I, my sense of humor is a little skewed if you guys don't know that already. You should be able to like tell your jokes and people should be able to laugh at it and not like correct you and be like, oh, well, I don't know if that's politically correct. 
you just offended me. You know, like that's not fun. Like you should be able to be yourself. You should be able to say things that you would say to yourself and they would appreciate it. Um, another thing would be if you're in a crew and somebody is like always trying to like one up you, like they won't even let you finish the sentence and they're like, Oh, and then this is what I think. And da, 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 da. that's not fun. Like it should be peaceful. It should be, um, you know, like when you go on your first date and you kind of have the butterflies and it's like, Ooh, like I'm getting to know somebody that I want to get to know better. And I don't, I don't know very much about them, but they're interesting enough to me that I'd like to know more. That's not just like in in, I don't know if you call them. Okay. Thank you. I was going to say sexual relationships, but yes, romantic relationships. It can be the same even in absolutely just regular relationships. You, there should be like that sense of like, I can't wait to hear more about you. And that person should be making you feel the same, like whatever is going on in your life. They can't wait to hear more about that's fun. I think that doing it this, doing your crew like at the same place at the same time and da da da, that can be like very boring too. So even changing up like your locations and where you're having your time, if it's over Zoom, I guess that doesn't really matter. But if you're doing it in person, maybe you get coffee one day, maybe you go to Cheesecake Factory the next, maybe you go to Disneyland, I don't care. But just having it shouldn't be high rules, it should be free flowing. And, and high relationship with some system, but it doesn't yeah. even have to be overly about the system. No, not at all. And so I guess fun might be um, interpreted differently to different people on what they would think is fun. Because, I mean, I guess there are people who think that it's fun to sit around a table with their notebook and go, hmm. Mm. Uh. So. <laughs> or tea sippers, <laughs> where it's like the pinky's up, the yeah. tea's hot. They're screaming at the server if it's lukewarm. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. that's you're not like, fun for you're me. You're like on pins and needles. You're like, my spine is hurting right now. I'm so tense. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And my face muscles are like, I'm like having to bite my cheeks just to keep my face muscles from like losing it. You know the people I hate being in a crew with most? They're the ones that have to get in my personal space when they're talking to me. Yeah, and hold your hand and like tap it and stuff. And you're like, yeah, you're please like, stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like the personal space to me, it's an 18 inch proximity. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's like, that's a social thing, actually. Like I need to sit like three to f- six feet away from people so that I feel like I can like genuinely vibe. But you know, those talkers who, yeah. you know, it's like they start to get quieter. And as they get quieter, they get closer. And the next thing you know, you got like breath in your face mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Like this is not fun for me. Like I'm yeah. feeling violated right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not good. Did that answer your question? Yeah. So basically just avoid Karen's. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost her headphones. She whipped so hard. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No Karen's. Do not be in a crew. And if your name's Karen, change it. <laughs> So, uh, if you don't know what that joke is, just search like yeah, Google to, it, Barbara. Yeah, Karen's today. It's like a, it's a running joke. <laughs> Stephanie, that works at the restaurant, she came to uh, Halloween. Halloween dress. She's a server. She and bartender, and she came and she said, "Hi, my name's Karen." I think, and it <laughs> yeah, was pretty funny. Actually, it was funny. <laughs> Did you see it? Eric? Yeah, I saw it, and I didn't get it because. <laughs> Her name tag was covered. She oh, had no. a name tag that said Karen. Karen. So she's just like dressed in like a white, like a blonde wig. And like, and I'm like, what are you dressed up as? Yeah, she's like, I'm Karen. And I'm like, oh, oh got good. it. 
<laughs> What's well, funny about the blonde wig is she's a black gal. So yeah. it's like, it's really awesome. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. I think that on the fun factor for crews, the, you know, some people it is, it's around a table. Other people like for, maybe for Eric, he's a musician. So maybe it's, mm-hmm. it's surrounding, you know, a night where people are jamming out and playing music right. or um, for other people, they are coffee connoisseurs, you know, it's like, okay, then go to the cool coffee yeah. shop. So other people are mountain climbers, and hikers, mm-hmm. you know, do it on the trail. It, it isn't, it's, it's really, that's why the vibe and the having similar values can be very important. And I also, though, I, every time we talk about this and probably the most over the years, um, most difficult thing to help people through are the people that say, I just don't have any close relationships that I feel like I can be in a crew with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a challenge because no matter what, in a relationship, you have to open yourself up to a certain level of vulnerability. There's a teaching that we did in a module in the Traction Effect Academy. Um, the module was, called, was five lessons on um, the fact that you need a crew. That's mm-hmm. what the module was called. And in that training, one of the lessons was the dirty V, mm-hmm. the dirty V word. What comes to your mind, Amy, when I say the dirty V word? Well, I know the answer, but I still think vagina. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, and most, like most junior high boys and Amy think that way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I remember writing like the dirty V word and I'm like, ha, 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 people are going to laugh. But it's the dirty V word is vulnerability. People don't most, for the most part, we don't like to get vulnerable and there's really not a way to have authentic, transparent, truthful relationships unless you're willing to have an element of vulnerability. The problem with vulnerability, if you think of like, like a turtle, right? When a turtle pops its head out of its shell, Mm -hmm. that's the time that it's vulnerable. And when they decide that, oh no, the environment, the environment, they draw their body parts back into their shell, right? Mm -hmm. And it's now they're not vulnerable. They're safe as they can be. They're protected, right? I think a lot of people live life in the shell Mm -hmm. and we've got to come out of our shell. I know it's kind of like a little punny, but you got to come out of your shell and be a little bit more vulnerable share certain parts of yourself, right? Not necessarily and the parts. And you have to parts, be okay with knowing that people are not going to accept you for who you are. Not all the if time. If you think that all people, you're just going to be yourself and everyone's going to accept you, you're setting yourself up to just run right back into that shell. Yes. So yeah, you have to be vulnerable. You have to, with being vulnerable, vulnerable comes the risks of people disagreeing with you, people not understanding you, people not, you know, caring enough to get to know you more, all of those things. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself why you're doing this in the first place. Yeah. Because if you don't even know why you're doing this in the first place, then it's not for you. Totally. If you know that you're doing your, you want to have a crew life, you want to have safe people in your life, you know that what you're trying to do is you're trying to build on top of a foundation that is at some point going to give you a stronger sense about yourself, a stronger sense of how you can help others, a stronger sense of uh, even like the confidence within you have to, am I saying, am I going off? No, track? you're good. No, I'm, heck yeah. I think that 
it's so important to know why you're doing this. If you're listening to our podcast and you're like, oh, they're just rambling on about these safe people and they're just rambling on about a crew and I don't even know anyone and George, go get me a pop, you know? And it's like, okay, you know what? You're right. Just turn Judge Judy back on. (laughs) Okay, we're good. Yep. Let's have a cookie party. That's what we need to have right now. <laughs> Which party. we had the other night. Yes. Cookie party was awesome. I'm not dogging any of it. Cookie I'm saying there's great. there's a time for it all, but know what your time is. If you yes. haven't nudging inside yourself saying, gosh, I need to like one up what I'm doing right now. Yeah. We are, tr- us, we're h- wanting you to have some more tools in your toolbox to help you become that better person. And what we know is that anytime in the last 20 years that we've been together, we look back at having these safe people in our lives that we were meeting with regularly, that we were sharing our ups and downs, where we wanted to go, how we were going to get there. By far, we were movers and shakers in those moments more than when we were not. Absolutely. They accelerated us. Those Mm -hmm. relationships pushed us. Mm -hmm. I told Eric this earlier, I need somebody right now in my business life to push me. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I need because at this point I feel like I've almost plateaued with my current comrades when it comes to somebody to say, Hey, I'm up here, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm three steps above you or yep. whatever. And reaching down to like, give me a hand to pull me up to a mm-hmm. new level. These relationships need to help you level up. And, right. um, it's a beautiful thing when you start to experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have a term we call traction effect and, and it's, it's this idea of just the energizing momentum that you experience when you take a step in the right direction. It's like you take one, it's like, oh, maybe that was a fluke. You take two, and it's like, hmm, that's kind of nice. Three steps in, you're like, dang, if you're a musician, you just learned a new chord, you're mm-hmm. starting to figure out the new riff or whatever. If you're a weightlifter, whoa, man, I'm, I come, I'm, I'm starting to tighten up again. I'm starting to kind of feel it again. Those... That's the traction effect. It's And your crew has to push you like that, cause you to want to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm th- I keep thinking about our nephew, Grady. And um, I, I, Eric, we're probably about an hour into this right now, huh? We're at 50 minutes. Oh, beautiful. <clears throat> we can totally talk about Grady. So Grady is a unique, wonderful young man. And how old's Grady, honey? Is he 10? Yeah. And he's, he's of five kids. Like he's number, he's number three. three and, um, each of, of Ashley, which is Amy's sister and Johnny, which is one of my very best friends in the entire world. Um, th- their kids are all very unique, very different, same DNA, very different. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, we could go very deeply into this conversation, but Grady, he's, He's an active little boy, but he's not active on all the same things that let's say the majority of little boys are like a lot of, a lot of boys that, that I know are wanting to like pick up a football and tackle you or, you know, uh, punch you or something like that. You know, that's Talk like trash. stuff. Um, but Grady's different. Like pee in your army helmet. That was that, your little that brother. Was my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> He'd pee in anything he possibly could, you know? So Watch out your pocket. I remember you used to tell stories that you'd be actually on the toilet yes. going pee and he'd he come rushing in. He would break into the bathroom just to get under my skin and I'd be sitting on the toilet and he would pee down my back <laughs> and into the toilet behind me. And I would just be like, uh. Now, mind you, he's like eight to 10 years younger than you, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I would, so it wasn't I would, like he's like. I was 11 when he was born. So it was like. 
Yeah. So he's just this little he's like boy. He's three and I'm, you know, 14. <laughs> <laughs> we have lots of peace stories with him. Anyways, so Grady, super unique. He would walk into... Like Amy's a designer, has been forever, loves atmosphere, is always doing something to make something beautiful. And all the family would come in, all the siblings would come in, everybody would walk in, hey, what's going on? Most people are going to go to the chips and salsa right Mm -hmm. away, not Grady. Grady walks in and he starts looking around and he'll say, and he was little, Little. I'm talking like four Four. or five years old. Mm -hmm. And he would look around and he'd go, auntie, I just love that bouquet mm-hmm. that you put on the table. And he'd use even like the right terminology. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Is this a new rug? Yes. Oh, the, the way it feels on my skin. Yeah. It's what? amazing. And he would have fluctuate his voice and he, <laughs> or he would notice the curtains. Yeah. There was the smallest details. He picked up on them. Mm-hmm. And why I'm saying that is Grady is different. And, and different in a beautiful way, in a very positive way. And if our goal, and Ashley and Johnny have done a great job of this, mm-hmm. and, the, and the siblings have as well, they're all different, but they accept Grady for exactly who he is. Right. And they do things to kind of like feed that or fuel that passion for Grady. You know, right. at Christmas, we aren't buying him, you know, uh, soccer balls. We're buying him art sets. Yeah. Um, Amy's perfume always, making. yeah, perfume making. He wants to make perfume. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not a thing that, that the majority of boys do. So if Grady were to get into a crew space and if, if Grady were self-conscious about who he was in his crew and he started to show some of that vulnerability and then somebody said, well, that's just, that's what girls do. That's not what boys do and start mm-hmm. classifying and all those kinds of things. It can snuff mm-hmm. that that uh, drive for Grady to be who he's because called to be. that is his purpose in life. It's yes. very evident that he's going to be some in some way, shape, or form designing, doing something. That's yes. his purpose. Absolutely. And I think what's, what's awesome is that as, as humans, if we could, even going back into the cruise, but even his siblings give him his lane. Yes. So it's like, hey, Grady, I was outside and I got these flowers I picked these wildflowers and I thought maybe you could dry them and use them for your perfume you know instead of making fun of the fact that he wants to make perfume yes well in a crew that's what we should be doing yes Neil I can see that you like x y and z and you want to be good at this I'm going to help you with that instead of tearing you down and making you feel bad that you want to make a planner that helps people with their priorities yes belittle you for you know taking the time and effort to make that come to pass. Yes, totally. Way back in the day when um, I was just getting started in personal development and my faith-based journey, I had to cut a number of people out of my life, um, roommates, people mm-hmm. that I had spent tons of time with. They were totally fine being in my life as long as I was doing what they did. But as soon as I stopped doing what they did, they started hounding me, and they started trying to pull me back into their world and keep, you know, keeping me stuck. And that is not a good friendship. I, I actually still see these people occasionally and still have acquaintance-based relationships with them, maybe even play ball with them sometimes. Mm-hmm. But they're not people that I invest heavily in or allow their input to invest heavily in me right. because they're trying to hold me back. And 
what we're attempting to do is to create a um, really a movement, and and it's about you becoming who you're called to be, and that's the bottom line. So you got to get being good okay people. with it. Yes, unashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, with who you're called to be, and it's exciting. So continue with us on this journey. I feel like we've um, covered this subject pretty well for today. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if either of you have anything else to add, but my my final comment is just. Continue with us on this journey of personal development. You find in your call and making your life count. Uh, pick up some of the resources as they show up. I do want to make mention that um, the Wayfinder book is not out yet. I, if I'm being perfectly honest, have been in moments of like, there's just these last little touches that I'm just, I want to make certain that the product that we put out is the best product for the the reader, the person that's trying to find their way. So uh, be patient with us in that because it is on the way. I'm focusing on it for sure, but I, I um, just wanted to make mention that it's not quite here yet, and hopefully we'll go to publishing soon, very soon. Anything else from either of you? Rate, comment, like, share, subscribe. Boom. Mic drop. Dang. Life's too short. That's right, to live miserable. Check you on the next episode. <laughs> Bye-bye for now.